You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. Due to time constraints, today's episode will not be recapping Kentucky versus Texas a We will be previewing Kentucky versus Auburn uh, later on this Saturday, and then we will have a recap of Texas A&M versus Kentucky up on Friday. We're going to go over what will be one of the biggest matchups of the year. Uh, It's going to be incredibly exciting. Number two, Auburn at home hosting number 12, Kentucky. We're going to take a dive into the Auburn offense. We're going to talk about the Auburn defense. And then to wrap the show up, we've got a crossover with Locked On Auburn and Zach Blackerby going to continue to talk about this game and give some final thoughts and a final score prediction. Let's go ahead and get into the Auburn offense here. Quick and diverse is what I had labeled down here on my notes. Auburn's pace of play since Bruce Pearl got there back in 2014 has continually increased, it feels like. And it was at its peak when Jared Harper and Bryce Brown were there and they took uh, the, those two guards took Auburn to the Final Four. Now, the, the senior-laden team that they had after that was a little bit slower. And then um, this year's team is incredibly quick. They have a lot of different shots that they they put up, um, but but it's not like crazy frenetic. It's not like first in the nation or anything like that. Their pace of play play actually is 49th nationally, uh, which is pretty pretty solid. Top 50. That's a really quick offense. They average 80.6 points per game, which is third in the SEC. They put up a lot of shots, as Bruce Pearl teams have been known to do. 63.8 field goal attempts per game is third in the SEC. They take a lot of threes. If you, as a Kentucky fan, have watched this Wildcats-Tigers rivalry over the past few years, you know Bruce Pearl teams chuck up everything. 26 threes per game, which is tied for third in the SEC. And then when you talk about stylistically, not just statistically, but the X's and O's of what Auburn likes to do, Pearl runs a version of the flex offense uh, in the half court, but the Tigers like to see as much as they can in transition. They like to get looks in transition, which isn't necessarily uh, a stylistic philosophy. I mean, I guess it is, but at the same time, it's not like X's and O's. It's just more, what can you find in transition, right? Uh, The four out is also something that you'll see a lot at Auburn. What that means is you'll see four players scattered around the perimeter, and they're going to see one big man inside. We're going to see a lot of different flex stuff run off of that. Uh, So that's what Pearl likes to do stylistically. Uh, getting getting into some more numbers here. 15.3 assists per game for Auburn, which is third in the SEC. They are tied for fourth in the uh, in the conference in field goal shooting, shooting about 45.5% uh, from the floor. Free throw shooting is not great, but it's not terrible. 72% from the free throw line are the Tigers. Uh, they're a decent three-point shooting team. They put a lot up, and they knock a pretty good bit down. 34.6% uh, from the on-the-arc are the Tigers. That is third in the SEC. And then they are thirty-nine or fifth in the SEC in rebounds with 39.1. So it's a very quick offense. They like to look in transition, and they put up a lot of shots. And efficiency-wise, they're actually pretty good. It's 18th nationally in adjusted efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Uh, so this is a team that is similar to Kentucky in that they average a lot of 
points per game. Uh, they put up a lot of shots, and they run well in transition. The only difference here is Kentucky doesn't put up as many threes, but still, Auburn doesn't put up, like, a ton, a ton. They put up 26 a game, which is only good for third in the conference. But uh, And I say only, but still, it's not like what it used to be. Uh, some key contributors here. They've got so many different guys. Auburn goes about 11 deep. And whenever I say, say they go about 11 deep, it's not like they have, like, 11 different guys that will touch the ball on a given night, and it's only, like, eight of them that actually get significant minutes, and those other three get, like, two or three. No, Auburn goes 11 deep. They rotate 11. Three key contributors here, though. Jabari Smith, potential number one overall draft pick. He is a fluid jump shooter at six foot ten, shooting about 43.7% from three, 16.1 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game, and two assists per contest. Jabari has come up clutch for Auburn at different times this season. Again, like I mentioned, just a phenomenal jump shooter. Um, he has been known to break opposing teams' rhythm. That's one of the things that I've noticed whenever I watched him on film is when another team gets on a run, Auburn goes to Jabari and lets him shoot a three, and he's going to knock it down. Like every single time I've seen it, a team get on a run. Jabari Smith, three, bang. Team's momentum is killed. He is going to be crucial in this matchup for Auburn. Very, very important because he's a unicorn of sorts. He plays, if you've not seen the comparisons, he plays like Kevin Durant. He looks like Kevin Durant, handles the ball like Kevin Durant, shoots like him. It's almost the same person. Uh, so Auburn is going to do a lot of different things with Smith in this game. And so the question for Kentucky is how do you guard that? And we'll get into that later on uh, in the show. Wendell Green Jr., another participant here, key contributor, 13.2 points per game, 4.1 rebounds per game, and 4.7 assists per game. Now, when I read those numbers to you, doesn't it sound like those are numbers of a starter, right? Well, Wendell Green Jr. actually comes off the bench for the Tigers. He's an incredible sixth man. He is a relatively small guard. Offensively, he's got a lot of different things he can do with this game. He can hit the mid-range. He can drive to the basket. He's got a great layup package, and he can shoot the three. Extremely rangy. He actually shoots a higher percentage from 30 feet or beyond than he does closer to the three-point line, which is insane. Kid's got massive, massive range. 36.3% uh, from beyond the arc is what he is shooting. He is going to be somebody that if Kentucky is trying to shut Auburn down in transition, he's going to be the catalyst for Auburn uh, whenever they want to get out and run. Kentucky has to slow that down. Third key contributor here, Walker Kessler. 10 points per game, 7.5 rebounds per game, and about a sit, one assist per contest. Walker Kessler is Auburn's big man. He transferred in from North Carolina, former five-star, did not get a lot of playing time with the Tar Heels, decided he wanted to come play for Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers, second nationally in blocks per game with 4.2. He is going to be used a lot in pick-and-roll situations with Wendell Green. That is something that Kentucky is going to have to stop in this game. A lot of lobs that Auburn's going to throw in this contest. Uh, Kessler earned a triple-double against LSU, a team that Kentucky could not beat. Uh, Kessler had, I believe, 16 points, 11 blocks, and 10 rebounds, something crazy like that. He is going to be incredibly valuable. So those three guys there, Jabari Smith, Wendell Green Jr., and Walker Kessler are going to be huge for the Tigers in this game. We're going to talk about the defense here in just a second, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at NetSuite. All right, guys, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com slash locked. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked on Kentucky. Again, really sorry that we were not able to do a recap of Kentucky versus Texas A&M due to other things going on with work and time constraints. I'm just simply not able to to record a recap uh, considering the game is so late. The Auburn defense here, efficient. That's what I put down on my notes, just simply efficient. 65.9 points allowed per game is 98th nationally. Now, that's above average. That's relatively above average. Uh, so that, that's a solid metric right there, but that is not what really impresses me about this team is that they the fact that they hold teams to under 66. No, it's the efficiency for the Tigers. Eighth nationally in defensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm. That is what stands out to me. And I'll get to, in a second, what this team does really, really well and why I think that efficiency is so high. They are fourth in the SEC in steals per game with 9.7. First in the country in blocks per game with 8.3. First nationally, not in the SEC, first nationally in blocks per game. They also average about 18.4 fouls per game, which is 290th nationally. So incredibly aggressive is what this unit is, but they're efficient. The reason that this team is so efficient is because of their athleticism. At least that's what I believe. Whenever you watch Auburn this season, and they've gotten into close situations, St. Louis, LSU, Ole Miss, different times where they've had to battle back, UConn, a game that they eventually lost, South Florida early on in the year, what they had at their disposal was athleticism that they utilized on the defensive end to eventually wear down opponents. So early on, teams may be shooting a good clip in the first half against you, but Auburn will adjust. And so that's the problem. Auburn adjusts. And they will they will destroy you eventually closer towards the end of the game with the fact that they are just physically able to carry on unlike you. They're going to continue to hound you. They're going to continue to block your shots. They're going to try and put you on the free throw line, see if you can make your free throws. This Kentucky team doesn't do a great job of getting to the free throw line, so I'm curious to see what the contrast looks like in this game. I'm sure there will be free throws taken from the Wildcats. This will be a very interesting game to watch specifically on the defensive end. Can Auburn shut Kentucky down in the second half? That's the question. If Auburn wears all these other opponents down as the game progresses, can they do the same to Kentucky, who just scored 107 points against the second-best team in the nation defensive efficiency-wise? At least they were at the time. Tennessee was. Zepp Jasper, Walker Kessler, and Katie Johnson are the three guys I'm looking at on defense. Zepp Jasper and Katie Johnson are transfer guards. Katie is from Georgia. Zepp Jasper is from the, the College of Charleston. Both of them get a couple of steals per game. Both of them, while they may not be incredibly lengthy or tall, they, they are very physically intense. They will put a lot of pressure on you. And then Walker Kessler, like I mentioned, is second nationally in blocks per game. So they have, the Auburn Tigers do a, couple of different presences on defense, not just inside, but also on the perimeter that can frustrate Kentucky. And we are going to get into some of the matchups here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about, you know, how does Kentucky 
handle Jabari Smith? How does Kentucky handle these two guards? How does Kentucky handle the pressure in this game? But I want to say, before we get into the crossover episode with Zach Blackerby, I said this about the Texas A&M matchup, saying that while A&M's defense may be good, it's not something that Kentucky hasn't seen before. I think Auburn is an exception. I think Auburn is an exception because I don't think Kentucky has seen this type of athleticism since they played LSU. And Kentucky lost that game. And it was on the road. How does Kentucky survive in this in this environment? How are they able to continue to play well in transition when Auburn is wearing you down emotionally and physically? I think it's something that you have to ask. Now, I think Kentucky's going to win this game, and we're going to get to that final score prediction in a second, but it is going to be a very tall task for Kentucky to go out there and assert themselves, especially late in this game. Because, again, it's on the road, and, again, it's a physically dominating opponent. LSU was the only other opponent that Kentucky's played this season, and I think has that sort of athleticism. You can say what you want about what you want about Duke. By the way, Duke just lost to Florida State in overtime. You can say what you want what you want about Duke, but LSU and Auburn are two of the more impressive teams that that I think Kentucky will face so far this year. So let's go ahead and get into the crossover episode with Locked On Auburn. We're going to talk about some of the things that will be important in this game, some of the matchups. Just talking about the history of this rivalry, at least recently. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into it. Auburn, uh, Kentucky, we got a crossover episode with Zach Blackerby, at least a little bit of a segment here before we head out. Had some interesting things to say about the Tigers. Kind of went back and forth. I gave my final score prediction. Here is Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. Time for a little crossover action, SEC basketball action with Locked on Auburn and Locked on Kentucky. Lance Daw, Zach Blackerby. Look, folks are calling this one, Lance, one of the more anticipated basketball matchups in the conference in years. I mean, ticket prices for a seat in Auburn Arena and standing room only um, going up towards $300. This is, a, this is a hot ticket happening between these two teams Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been saying it on my show. This is one of the most anticipated matchups of the entire year. In my opinion, number two versus number 12. Like you just just mentioned, I actually looked just a minute ago, standing room only 260 bucks. That's the cheapest you can get right now. So this is going to be really, really exciting. This matchup between these two teams. There wasn't a lot of bad blood between these two uh, programs until Bruce Pearl came to yep. Auburn. And I believe the five-year anniversary of Bruce Pearl defeating the Wildcats 75-70 to 70, uh, was just a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken. That's probably the was the monumental uh, program-building win for Auburn at the time. Yep. So there's been a little bad blood since that game, and this has been a really fun rivalry. Yeah, and since then... Auburn hasn't really been afraid of Kentucky anymore. Like you said, I mean, that was a symbolic win and the mindset of the Auburn basketball program and the Auburn basketball fan and the Auburn basketball player has shifted a bit where it's like, okay, the big thing in Auburn basketball's ascension was can you get past 
the Kentucky Wildcats. Then they did it, and then, of course, that happened in their run where they had to beat pretty much every Blue Blood to get to the Final Four a few seasons ago when that game went into overtime. One of the better basketball games that I've ever seen. So, as far as what's happening this Saturday, Auburn playing some of the best defense in the country. It seems like this team still has a chip on its shoulder from the... I think they believe that they should be the number one team in both polls. It did not happen that way earlier this week. But they understand how big this is, and Auburn is so good at home. It's tough to win for anyone in Auburn Arena. Yeah, absolutely. Auburn's got a lot of momentum right now. And look, you look at that that game against Ole Miss. Ole Miss threw all the punches that they could in the first half. And like you mentioned, it's the defense for Auburn recently that's been impressive. Uh, giving up almost 66 points a game. But what really stands out to you is the efficiencies. Eighth nationally adjusted efficiency, according to Kim Palm. They're first in the nation in blocks per game, third in the SEC in steals per game. They do a lot of really good things on the defensive end, especially as games go on. Uh, Auburn kind of wears you down with their athleticism on the defensive end. I will say, though, this Kentucky team just dropped 107 points on what was at the time the second best team uh, in uh, defense, excuse me, in the country. So Kentucky right now playing very well on the offensive end, and they just got back Sophia Wheeler, uh, their starting point guard, who was out for a couple of games with a neck injury. They're building a lot of momentum right now, and very similar to Auburn on the offensive end, they like to push the pace. They like to run in transition. They like to shoot the three. Uh, so these two teams stylistically, I think, are very similar offensively. It's just can Auburn wear Kentucky down? And honestly, I don't want to say I don't know if Auburn can because we've seen them do that so far this year. Um, but Kentucky is a different breed, I feel like. And so it's yeah. going to be a really interesting challenge for the Tigers. What do you think about the storyline with Wheeler and Katie Johnson? They will be matched up a ton in this game. These guys know each other well. Um, one of the many storylines going into this one. Well, I definitely think that Katie is going to to enjoy every second of it. I mean, we've seen him just go out of control at different points uh, this season. I've seen pictures of Katie playing for Auburn, and it's literally like you can just see him screaming and floating in the air. It's he's an like emotional he's got, player. There's no question about it. Crazy dramatic picture. So I think the matchup between Wheeler and Johnson is going to be interesting. Wheeler, in my opinion, between him and Ty Ty Washington. Wheeler's the best guard, better guard in transition. So I wonder how Johnson's going to keep up with the pace that Kentucky's going to want to play with Severe Wheeler. I think the storyline between those two guys, obviously both playing at Georgia, is fascinating. But when you look at the individual matchup, offensively, I think Wheeler wins that battle, surprisingly, even though Katie Johnson's one of the better uh, defenders in the SEC. But when you look at what Katie Johnson brings on the offensive end, I mean, Wheeler's only five foot nine. So I think KD, if he wants to be able to kind of be diverse in what he does, if he wants to drive, if he wants to shoot, he's probably going to have his way with Severe Wheeler. Uh, so both these guys, I'm looking to see them score a lot of points against each other, honestly. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. And Lance, it's interesting. This is the first time I can recall where Auburn will play Kentucky and Auburn will have the best basketball player on the court. In your mind, what does Kentucky do to slow down Jabari Smith? Well, I think that Kentucky so far this year, they've done a really good job of shutting down star players. I can only think of one or two instances where they've not been able to do that. I think Kentucky is going to have to ask Keon Brooks and Jacob Toppin and Oscar Sheboy, those three different guys, 
to guard Jabari Smith at different levels of the defense. I think you're going to see Keon Brooks on Jabari Smith for the majority of this game if he's working on the perimeter. I think you're going to see either Toppin or Shibwe switch whenever Jabari wants to work inside. So I think it's a combination of those three guys that you're going to see against Jabari. And look, he's an incredibly talented player, a great jump shooter, shooting almost 44% from three right now. He's going to be incredibly difficult to stop. But I think what Kentucky is going to try and do is switch and apply pressure at different levels of the defense to see if they can get the ball out of his hands and get into somebody else's. You got a pick for this one coming up? I, I like Auburn at home in this one. I don't think it'll be pretty, but I think Auburn wins this one by three or four when it's all said and done. Look, something that Auburn has shown time and time again this season is resiliency. They've done it. They did it against Ole Miss. They did it against St. Louis. Um, they showed resiliency against LSU, a team that Kentucky couldn't beat uh, whenever LSU climbed back into that game. But Kentucky's on a little bit of a hot streak right, right now, and I know that their strength of schedule is not the most impressive but they've been building and they've gotten some really big wins as of late. I'm going to take Kentucky to win this one by four or five. Yep. I think this is this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think that Kentucky is going to be able to do a lot of great things with Oscar Sheepway. If you haven't seen, he's averaging over 15 rebounds a game, over 17 points a game. Absolutely phenomenal presence inside. I think you're going to see Kentucky get out and run, and it's going to frustrate Auburn at times. Even though Auburn's going to be able to score, I think Kentucky scores a little bit more. I'm going to go 84-80 is, is probably where I'm sitting with this matchup. Yeah, if it's fireworks, I like the Wildcats in this one. I, I agree with you there. And if Kentucky plays like they did against Tennessee, they can beat anyone in college basketball. But I think Auburn's defense slows things down a little bit. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see this one. And whoever wins this game, we said this about the Auburn LSU matchup a few weeks ago. Whoever wins this game has a really good shot at positioning themselves, uh, you know, as far as the SEC standings go for the remainder of the season. Lance, Auburn folks want to get a scoop on the opponent, a peek behind the curtain. How can they check out Locked On, uh, Locked on Kentucky? Well, they can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. They can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. If you want to go check out the podcast, Locked On Kentucky, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also check us out on our YouTube channel, Locked On Kentucky. Absolutely. Lance does great work over there at Locked On Kentucky. You can check out my show, of course, every single day, Locked On Auburn. I'm also on Twitter at C Blackerby. We'll be back tomorrow, both Locked On Kentucky and Locked On Auburn. You've been listening to... The Locked On Podcast Network.